Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. You may not know this, but Christians sometimes like to fight with one another. We fight about denominational distinctives, the way we interpret certain passages of scripture, procedures and liturgies of the church, the emphasis we put on particular doctrines, etc, etc, etc. The Bible's a big book, and well-meaning Christians can indeed have reasonable disagreements on certain matters that aren't crystal clear in scripture, assuming that we do so with gentleness and respect. The more we move through Revelation, the more we see things that are open to interpretation and which Christians might disagree on the meaning of. We want to remain gentle and open-minded towards our brothers and sisters in the Lord who might see things legitimately differently than we do. We also want to be open to the idea that our own interpretation might need some re-examination. With that in mind, let's continue with Revelation chapter 12 verses 1 through 6. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Depending on what stream of the church you grew up in, you might have been taught different things about what this woman represents. Roman Catholics are very happy to say that this is obviously Mary, the mother of Jesus, which makes sense since she gives birth to Jesus in this passage. This is the most literal interpretation of what this woman symbolizes. Others believe she represents Israel, with the crown of 12 stars symbolizing the 12 tribes. And since Israel is the nation that symbolically gives birth to Jesus, others might say that that's the right way to look at this. Still more might say that she represents the church, who is called the Bride of Christ. And this makes sense because she is a woman, but it really doesn't make sense for any other reason. The first two options are probably a bit more likely. Or she might symbolize Israel and the church together, as some scholars say. This might be actually the most valuable opinion. Both are personified as women in scripture, both are called brides to the Lord, and both are blessed and kept by God, and both are pursued by the dragon. And there's no confusion about who the dragon is. In tomorrow's verses, we will see it made plain. This dragon is the devil, the great adversary of God and of the people of God. He has declared war on God from the beginning, and since he cannot attack God directly, he's directed his wrath against God's people, specifically Israel and the church. He has also tried very hard to take Jesus out, which is demonstrated in today's verses by the way in which the dragon seeks to devour the woman's child. And there's also no confusion about who the child is. This is Jesus, the ruler of all nations, who is kept from being destroyed by the devil while he walked the earth, and who has now been caught up to God and to his throne. Whatever Satan tried, the answer is always the same. God wins, because only God can win. 
God protects his son and God protects this woman, whatever her identity may be, and he puts her in a safe place where he watches over her. It is the care of a good shepherd watching over the flock, and for those of us who follow Jesus, we are cared for in the same manner. For your consideration today, do you have your own safe place where you can meet with God? It might not just be one place, but where do you go to connect with Jesus? For some, it's a chair in their house. For others, it's maybe a daily walk. For still others, it can be the car ride on the way to work. For others, it's a chapel or a church sanctuary. The mode is not nearly as important as the fact that we've made the effort to get away with God. So if you don't have a place like that, ask the Lord to carve out a place like that for the two of you in your life. And if you do have one, take some time today and make the effort to go there and spend some time with Jesus.